Hello and welcome to Talking Wow, the podcast where we talk about World of Warcraft, believe it or not. My name is Tom and today we are going to be talking about the Fury Incarnate content update that came in 10.1.7. And to do that, I'm joined by my Farak loving co-host, Marty. Hey, Marty. Hello. I once had a dream about this patch, and now it's here. And it's right It's right here. We're playing it. Where There's lots of dreams going on in World of Warcraft recently, and maybe those dreams are getting stronger. And, well, to start off, Fury Incarnate is one of those, I guess, do we call them mini patches? You know, it's kind of the patches between the big patches that are supposed to keep us satisfied or somewhat not entertained content quenched uh before we get like a bigger update (laughs) so marty are you has your content first been quenched (laughs) with this update so far so just a a little i guess a little thing that uh it took me a little while i don't know i haven't really been super interested uh in story recently i've just been doing my chores basically so so last night when we when i sort of realized we were going to record this today i was like oh no i'm so behind i need to do all the story content all of it because i need to be ready for today and uh yeah it i got through that quite quite quick quickly (laughs) <laughs> well, you know, you're just doing it smart because, you know, now it's fresh in your mind. And, you know, unlike me who did it the day it came out, you've you've left it a few weeks, you know, so it's uh, it, it's it's going to be very fresh in your mind. So let's talk about that then since we're since we're right here. And again, the story of Dragonflight, it's it's moving. Would you say it's moving at a snail's pace to just give a little bit of a Zaralik Caverns pun there? I mean, to be fair, I actually think it's it doesn't. I think, you know, comparing to other expansions, you know, we only got story content in more or less the larger patches. So it's actually kind of nice that, uh, that that there is something you know sprinkled in here and there. Uh, so that's a, a little bit happening at at uh, in every patch. Um, so 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 no, I actually don't feel like it's it's at snail's pace. I do think that you know. It's an MMO. This is how it works. We we get a patch and we get some content, and um, I think it's 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 nice. So in this patch, we're learning a bit more about Farak and Firanov's motives towards the new world tree that's growing, Amirdrasil. And well, Farak's making it very clear actually what they want to be doing. They seem to have now been working with like the Druids of the Flame, and they're basically using their fire shadow flame energy to i guess convert druids of the flame to even be more even powerful beings to almost like weaponize them and build up his army against let's face it an invasion against the new world tree but i think what's interesting about this is that perhaps in old expansions where characters have wanted to burn world trees in this expansion we have a villain that wants to take over the world tree and actually utilize its power for evil. And it's so interesting because, you know, if anyone would want to burn down the world tree, you know, you would think it would be this one who is like a fire uh, in- incarnate and they just, you know, hired the 
druids of the you know flame and they actually don't want to burn it down i mean i'm so confused <laughs> there's a great there's a great scene with alex straza and Viranov because just to you know fast forward the story a little bit Viranov's not really happy with what farak's doing she thinks he's strayed off the the path and this isn't what they want to do they they want to am i right in saying that that the the incarnates they want to sort of correct what the titans have been doing but they don't want to necessarily destroy the world so now that farax you know he sucked up that shadow flame and so he's been provoked by the other incarnate aridocron to go and you know probably you know he's just been stoking that chaos i think inside farax and farax is happy to oblige but now Viranov is, is is pushing back on that. And like, how do you feel about that? Because I think that's something we've been talking about in the past. You know, when are we going to fight the three incarnates? But it looks like we're not going to be fighting all three of them. It looks like one of them has jumped ship and, and joined the good side. Yeah. I mean, I think I, I'm sort of like in two minds about this um, because, well, uh, no, I have two opinions. Um one opinion, it seems like they're building up a Redicon, uh, Cron to, you know, being like a, a villain that could potentially last multiple expansions, it seems like. And, you know, as if you followed our show, thumbs up, something I like that, you know, that it's not just, you know, one new villain and then we killed said villain in the same expansion. So if that is indeed what is going to happen here, big thumbs up, love that. Um, about her switching sides, though, um, I think, sure, that is, you know, it's a cool story beat, and I like it, but I do feel like there hasn't been enough, like, build-up to that moment. We sort of, like, had, like, a, a yeah. cutscene last patch where we already sort of saw the uh, cracks in, in the relationship, and then we had this cutscene where they basically just, yeah, now the crack, crack is definitely happening, and now we're moving, and now, now we're switching straight up. So I feel like... They could have done more with the build-up um, before that would happen. I hate to agree, but it does feel like Viranov switched sides a bit too easy. Who knows? Maybe that's there's a reason for that. You never know if the, if the you know the double bluff is going to hit you there. Because the the point actually I was, I was trying to get to with regards to Alex Straza and Viranov, there's a great point where like Alex Straza is basically you know assuming what we're assuming, like Farak's going to burn the world tree, isn't he? And Viranov is just like, burn it? Like, no, are you like, are you stupid? He's going to use it. And it's really like that contrast of, you know, before Battle for Azeroth, where Sylvanas is screaming, like, burn it, like, burn the tree. And you have Viranov now saying it just so like, no, like, who would do that kind of thing? And it, it was a really good, like, contrasting moment in Warcraft history there. But yeah, I think like Viranov switching sides and suddenly Alex Strauss is like, you know, inviting, inviting her into the sanctum of Valdrak. And it's like, well, hang on a second. Five minutes ago, you thought this person wanted to kill you. And now you're going in for tea and biscuits sort of thing. So I don't know. I feel like Viranov probably is going to be on our side. There isn't going to, I can't see them switching back because they, they've made their intentions clear. But also I'm sort of like, it does feel like it happened to bit too quickly for my liking yeah but the, it, i think the issue for me is that if if they're doing the whole bait and switch where, where you know the double bluff as you're calling it i feel like 
well, then those two cinematics that we got is not they are not sincere at all, you know. Because why why would why would you show us cutscenes of, you know, the cracks forming between Firak and, yeah. and Raranov and then using it? Because, you know, if it was if we hadn't had those uh cutscenes, then sure, it could have totally been possible that this is like a double bluff. Uh but with these those cutscenes, I'm I you know, that would confuse everyone even more than, than for people right now. So But I will say with those cinematics, even though you know, regardless of what we think about how fast the story is moving, I think, like like you say, there was that sincerity in those connections with with Alex Straza and Viranov. Like, there was some real emotion in there as well, because you know Alex Straza is bringing up her past failings. Viranov is like pretty much saying, like, "Yeah, you failed us before. Like, you really let us down." and I like those moments. I really like that moment as well because very recently, because some quest quest uh, chains have been a little bit behind on, but I very recently actually did the quest chain where you play together with Alex Strasser, where you're sort of like uh, trying to figure out why some of some of the dragons revolted against you know the the dragon flight, and just having that in recent memory and then you know have have this moment is like oh this you no. Know, there's a you know a red that's like a connection that's like a red thread through um, that storyline and that's just really that was really cool. It's what I was really happy that I had skipped that uh, quest time up until now because it just made everything flow really nicely together for me. Yeah, and I think in a way you kind of forget just how much story is being told in this expansion. I think, I mean, I don't know how it compares to Shadowlands, but it feels like from expansions before that there's a lot more like little short story quests that are really flashing out this narrative and it feels more coherent and i think that's the, the important part it feels uh sure some of it is going really you know quick um like you know we're not switching sides and stuff but at least it's coherent it, you know it, it's not like you have a 5d chess plan in the making that nobody you, understands anyway you know uh, it's coherent and i think that's the most important part yeah i mean we're still under the sort of blanket of mystery of like what's the bigger thing going on but in the meantime we're dealing with the threats that are approaching us and it's it's not like all these question marks of like oh well why are we doing this like we're, we're fully sort of understanding what we're doing but we also know that there's a bigger picture unfolding as well which you know hopefully it will all tie together really nicely in the end but it feels like like to me it feels like the story is moving at a a, at a nice pace and and some people are saying you know it's not moving fast enough it's not moving at you know there's not enough action happening or or something like that but it feels like the the story is moving like and it it, it feels like you know you're invested into that and, and the payoff We'll hopefully be good at the end you know because because of that that slow slower burn i think but it doesn't always have to be you know a michael bay movie i don't think and this once like 10.2 hits i think you know that that story you know should escalate because you've got the world tree in play and such like but that's looking ahead sticking with uh this patch marty there was a few more like other quest lines as well to do with the tear guard and the silver hand which also involves you know one of your favorite things time travel we have to go back to go back so you're you're basically helping reform the 
the tear hand, which I mean, who are they? Are they like the Avengers or something? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so the tier, the Tears Guard, they're, like you say, an order of paladins, a secret order of paladins, actually. And they were sworn to protect the tomb in Tears Fall. And I think they were doing that along with the, the Silver Hand. So they were basically just on a mission to protecting Tears body for eternity. So just, you know, we're just going to stand watch over this body and, you know, make sure, I guess, nobody does anything <laughs> with it. And... Well, I guess now that Tyr's back, it's like, well, let's not have you standing around doing nothing. Let's put you to work. So, you know, you go on a few little, I guess, uh, team building missions. And uh, this also involves, you know, traveling back in, in time as well. And you, you sort of deal with like one of the members there as well. I guess like freezing in combat. They also like get mind controlled and they're quite upset about it. And everything works out okay in the end but again it's it's bringing like that old god theme as well because you you're traveling back to like primordial azeroth and it's just all these these threads that keep keep connecting in as well yeah yeah, yeah. well i mean it is also difficult to not say old god when you're saying titans and and tear is one of the 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 titans um so um so yeah those storylines are deeply intertwined yeah and i think it's just something to to remember when we're talk about like this narrative as well that it's definitely the undercurrent is definitely there of something to do with old gods because it, it keeps getting hinted to constantly and you know maybe we're gonna we're gonna see a tentacle or two very soon mm-hmm. i don't know i hope so i mean we are sort of bound to Anwe because the 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 shadow flame it's definitely, you know, void in nature. And Firak is most is going to be you know, be in the next grade, right? Um this is. so yeah, um that there might be a fiery shadow shadow fiery tentacle or two uh, in the upcoming raid. Shadow flame tentacle trees. <laughs> <laughs> So another big feature of this patch was the public events, the Dream Surge. Now, it feels like we're getting public events in every patch. feels like this is something they've almost templated, and they're like, okay, let's stick this one out in a patch just a little bit different. For example, you know, in recent times, we've had the Time Rifts. We've had the Researchers in Zaralik Caverns. You know, it started off when the expansion launched. We had, like, the Centaur Hunts as well. And now, I guess the latest take on this is the Dream Surge, which I guess operates somewhat similarly, but also a bit different, is that it's a zone in the Dragon Isles gets targeted every week. And every 30 minutes, there is like a new like buff that the community can vote on for that area. And some of these buffs are actually quite cool because... You get a default buff of when you're in the the zone itself. You get increased experience by 25%, which, you know, it's useless for people at level 70, but people leveling alts like Marty absolutely love this. But you can also vote on other buffs. For example, you know, ways to get increased gold from creatures and world quests and maybe some like more underwhelming abilities like, you know, summoning a a whelp to help you fight or something like that. I always, you know, it doesn't really excite me that much, but... There's all these just buffs that you can vote on, including, you know, 
there's even a another like experience buff that you can vote on that increases your experience and reputation by 50%. So you could be like in a zone and suddenly you're getting what? Do the math. 75% more experience than you normally would. So I think what we're trying to hint at here, Marty, what you were trying to hint at. What I'm trying to hint at here is this event good for alt lovers? Yes, and yeah, yeah, probably more towards alt alt lovers or people who haven't who was like just got into this expansion for some reason, like towards the end of it. Um, because I do feel like for my main, this is I don't really feel like the big urge to do anything here. I feel, I feel like it's a very boring event. Um, the stuff that is happening is not happening often enough. I feel like the buffs are too short. The 15 minutes buff is like you have to vote every 15 minutes. Um, I feel like this is probably one of, this is the weakest of all the world events so far. Really? In my opinion. But I will say, I do think that for alts, this is pretty good because I just recently leveled uh, an alt. Um, and I did very purposely go and, and do these zones on my alt to, you know, gain the, the currency because you get it from everywhere. So I basically decided to just, I'll go quest to level in, in this particular zone. Um, and that meant that I, um, I earned enough currency compare, uh, currency and, those token, those gear tokens that I could basically almost get myself a full gear of level seventy four or two set uh, uh, items, uh, like like a full set of items that is four or two um, when I dinged seventy. So I basically went from hello, now I'm seventy, I have a full gear, also with the with the, uh, so can, you know the 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 um, uh, the forge where you can make the the tier pieces. I went straight in and and then also changed those into tier pieces, those items that I, that I needed. Um, so I had like a full set of 402 gear plus my tier, uh, like within half an hour of meeting 70. So yes, for alls and people gearing up um, from scratch, this is amazing. From a main perspective, this is like maybe boring. No, not much. It's catch up. It's catch it up. It's very it? much catch up. Yeah. But I mean, even yeah. the, the, the uh, what's it called? Like the, uh, the aisle in in Seven, um forbidden reach forbidden reach yeah was a catch up uh, area but at least it was that was something to do all the time uh, that was the rares of constantly so there was constantly something happening you saw people flying about and stuff like that where i don't really feel i feel like there's not really too much happening here even the event is only up like very rarely to my experience you know that event that is happening in the zone is not happening that often i feel like of all the events, this one is the weakest. I have to say, I haven't really done too much of it because of those reasons that it's more for catching up. And I did actually take benefit of like the extra XP to like finish leveling off a warrior. And I really enjoyed like flying around the zone and collecting the dream surge. So these are like little green orbs that are located throughout the impacted zone. And that that's just like, cool i love being able to fly around and collect this currency that i can use for gear as well and you can start collecting that you know like before you're even 70 right so you so by the time you get to 70 you're like oh hey here's here's all this new gear i can just equip and that like that's nice i think it would buy like five pieces 
when I was 70, that's how much I had collected at that point. And, and so five pieces of, of gear just from that. And then there's also the weekly quest that gives like an item. So you get like a, a four fifteen item. So I had that one as well. So that's six pieces. And then obviously some, I had some of those tokens, um, the actual gear tokens that had gotten on various characters, which probably gave me four or five pieces of gear as well. And then, then the trinkets from the, uh, the previous event, the, the time, uh, time rifts. Uh, so, so yes, I mean, you can very easily get into that's, uh, you know, that good, that uh, starter uh, gear set so you can start doing Mythic Plus and stuff like that, like straight off the bat. Yeah. And I think when you just look at this event on its own, it's a little bit underwhelming. But when you look at, I guess, all the events as a complete package, suddenly it's like, oh, there is a lot to do here if you still need things to do you know it's just like there's the time rifts there's you know there's always like a bunch of collectibles as well from all this these events and there's always like these timed events going on so i guess in some ways it's good from the sense that it's bringing people back into zones like giving them reasons to revisit the fact that there is these timed events and i'm not saying like they're ideal and i i'm sort of like i kind of hope it's like not this all the time you know it but it does seem to like evolve the zones if you know what i mean from their original state when the expansion launched and now they have evolved and there's these other events that are coinciding with like the story as well and like why that is happening so i think i do appreciate it from that point of view even if i'm not necessarily engaging with it as much yeah i mean don't get me wrong it's not like i don't appreciate it at, at all i just feel like compared to everything else i feel like this one is you know as a standalone thing this one is the weakest one of all of them but I, again i think if you combine them all because you know you can you can combine the time rifts with, with this one and then you actually you know you will get you know a good amount of gear out of those two events alone so um um but, but yeah, if you just look at it standalone, like we're doing right now, it feels definitely feels like it's it's the weakest one for me. But great for alts leveling up. Just saying, absolutely. If, if get that extra XP <laughs> when you're bringing your alts up. So I think again, absolutely, it's not mustard, it's ketchup. And I I, I do feel like you know that that Blizzard is also currently just experimenting a lot with, with this format and what you know what can we do things like that so it's probably something where in in you know the next expansion or something like that we could see way better events perhaps you know spread out during the the, the course of an expansion and, and things like that so i mean it's definitely not it's definitely a system you can continue working on as, as time progresses and and find that good sweet spot where uh, everyone is is, is happy yeah, it always makes you wonder, especially when they introduce like a little new mechanic. For example, this voting on area buffs, like what buff do you want to have? And it's always pretty obvious which is the best buff because, you know, the community has always figured out exactly <laughs> what is the best. So nothing is ever really, you know, it's not going to be a close contentious vote. It's always, yeah, something's winning overwhelmingly and that's because it's just the better thing, you know, because like right now as of recording, we have... Choose between 50% more experience and reputation or 50% more movement speed. It's just like, yeah, I know what I'm picking, right? I know movement what, speed, what's better for me. Movement speed. Yeah, I need to move faster for reasons. <laughs> but 
it's interesting to see like, oh, is this going to like make its way into other content in the future as well? Because usually you find like we're actually just testing out something in a smaller way for it to become a bigger thing. But, you know, we'll, we'll see with regards to that. But another new feature that we had in this expansion as well, and I don't know if you remember that it's in here, Marty. It is the pinging system. And this is a massive user interface and accessibility update for players. I'm not going to lie, I had to remind Marty that it was in the game because he forgot. I mean, it it is true. Uh, It is in the game. I haven't seen it used properly yet. Um, But I also sort of feel like, first of all, I haven't done a raid from, you know, since this was introduced, I haven't done a, a, a raid I had to learn. I haven't done a dungeon that, you know, we had to learn um so i'm pretty sure that this will come in handy when the new patches is, is being rolled out and and there will be a new raid and there will be new mythic plus dungeons but currently i'm like i haven't really seen it used at all whatsoever but you know as i said the current raid and the current the current uh, uh, mythic plus pool you know people know what to do so it's not really that needed i have seen people ping it just you know because they can and stuff like that but I haven't seen a proper use for it yet, but it will come with the patch. I'm no doubt about it. I think it would have been nice actually just to introduce it with a small tutorial quest or something, just to make more people aware of it, because I think it's a really, really amazing feature that I think, I can't believe it's taken so long for something like this to make it into the game. When you look at the likes of Heroes of the Storm, which had, you know, a pinging system which i think worked really well and you know especially for the moba format actually one of the largest death wow guilds uh the undaunted guild which they they've actually been featured by blizzard recently uh talking about how how they run their guild which is absolutely fascinating they've been like super happy about this feature and you know that there's going to be other guilds and other players as well that are going to be able to utilize this pinging system and i think like you say marty it will be something that more players will start to use as they get familiar with it, as they actually remember that it's there as well, because it's something that I feel like it's it's slid in into the game, but it's gone a bit, you know, unnoticed just with everything else going on. And it actually is a really, really good tool. But if there's people out there like using the pinging system and, you know, they're finding benefit from that, like we'd love to also hear about that because it's such an important tool, I think, just to spread awareness about because it, it helps people play the game and also, you know, improves communication, which, you know, well, sometimes we're not very good at that. But what you're saying is that Blizzard should have been better at using the pinging system to actually bring attention to the pinging system. Give us a ping, Blizz, about your pinging system. Yeah, that's that's what we're saying. But yeah, no, I'm I'm looking forward to that and... Well, I'm, look, I'm looking forward to it. It's already here, but, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing that used more and actually being able to use it more myself to just, you know, communicate in a pinch, which that's in a ping or in a pinch, something like that. But yeah, that's probably the, you know, the highlights from this patch. There's other things there as well, which, you know, we'll we'll cover those in, in due course and, you know, we don't need to uh, to mention other things because we've already covered those, you know, in the past or in the future. I don't know what what that timeline is, but 
overall, Marty, you say you're feeling what? Yeah, are you feeling underwhelmed with this? To be fair, it's a 0.7 patch. I think it's a good 0.7 patch overall. Um, I am also very much ready for a major content patch now. It is easy to forget on these smaller patches that there they are smaller patches and probably in the past all of this content may have been included in a major patch and the major patch would have felt even more major so i think it it does keep people tidied over and also i think we're just in a phase with dragonflight where it's actually not taking up all your time all the time and there's things for you to do there but if you've reached this point with your character that you're happy with then you know, there's something always not too far away for you to look forward to, which I think is probably the strength of Dragonflight right now. Absolutely. Anyway, that brings the end of our fury today. And you can let us know what you think about the patch and what you've been up to in the places that you can do that. But for now, well, that's it. I've been Tom. That's been Marty. And we've been talking WoW. Thanks for tuning in, champion! Did you enjoy this episode of Talking Wow? If so, why not drop a review on your podcast catcher of choice or leave us a comment? You can find Talking Wow on Twitter or YouTube over at Talking Wow. Hope to see you again soon!